On this trans day of visibility, celebration, there is, of course, much to say, but I will be brief. What's known as Transgender Day of Visibility, known as International Transgender Day of Visibility, was created in 2009 by activist Rachel Crandall in Michigan because trans folks need at least a day of recognition, not only a day of remembrance. They need a day of recognition, if not also celebration, and not just a day of mourning. It is honored on March 31st every year. In fact, last year, our President Joe Biden proclaimed and officially recognized this day in our country. We need the visibility offered by institutions whenever possible. Institutions such as a liberal congregation, because we are one of the places where people feel like they can be themselves. You know, as as someone who grew up in a universalist congregation, uh, I knew as a, a child, as a youth, and as a young adult, I had the privilege of witnessing a woman come into the church and share her effort at becoming the woman that she knew she was, that she always wanted to be. She had given up economic security. She had given up all kinds of privilege for the sake of who she knew she was. That was in the 1980s and 1990s. Can you imagine how, how phenomenally challenging that was and how precious it was to find a place where that, that evolution could happen? I'm not saying the congregation necessarily understood it all in the process, but, but it was the space. Over the past few decades, in our congregations, there are so many more adults becoming visible and also our children becoming, and children and youth becoming, uh, coming into themselves and more able to talk about this more often. Part of our ministry, part of our work and as a liberal institution, with our love of language, we should provide the language. I'm so glad when we do. And we provide the models in how to be in community. What a gift to be able to do so. What a gift from those of us who are in the congregation to be able to offer such a space. It is a gift for our, our own growth and our own development and our own understanding of the full range of gender and sexuality, the human experience. What an opportunity. What a ministry to practice hospitality, radical welcome, to practice self-education, and to expand our own understanding of language, becoming also more familiar with how oppression impacts all of us. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Yes, Dr. King. Now I will offer in Unitarian Universalism, we're very much still in a growing learning curve as sometimes as individuals and sometimes as an institution for understanding how to be more welcoming and more inclusive of folks who are transgender. But we are getting better. We are growing in acceptance, in acceptance and understanding. 
And I'll offer, it is entirely fine and okay to have questions, to not understand, to wonder about the language and the ever-evolvingness of uh, and the expanding world of identity and orientation. We had a series of such conversations last November for our adult education program that was leading up to the Transgender Day of Remembrance, in fact. And we got deep into the unpacking and what's the latest and, oh, how has this changed and how do I get to change as a result? But I think the key in being a place and being an institution that can be supportive and be advocates is simply practice, is simply exposure, is simply hearing the stories and the language as we've been offering today. And that practice, that practice is part of the purpose of today's service, of centering trans voices, reminding ourselves of the breadth of human experience. And to do so, to do so is radical in two ways, two forms of meaning, both by getting to the root, the heart of human experience and to further unpack it and to comprehend it, but also radical as the countercultural against the forces who would not allow children to hear the word gay in school as Florida just signed into law. I looked at the language a little bit of that and it's mostly concerned with how parents can like protest or say no, they don't want their children to be exposed to whatever the content might be. But there is one particular phrase, one particular sentence that is saying, you know, that the children in grades th kindergarten through three uh, can't, um, shouldn't have instruction about sexual orientation beyond what's developmentally appropriate. Oh, that's going to be a mess. That's going to be bad. So they wouldn't be able to hear a story necessarily, such as we heard today about my rainbow, right? We just need to keep showing up. Keep being visible as advocates and allies and supporters and co-conspirators. And keep bringing in ourselves in this practice today and every day. Because this is how we are the religious education program too, right? Not just having, but, but we are the example of faith development in all of our lives. So I offer this moment of witness for our siblings who are trying to live into their lives and their truth. And as a reminder of the expansiveness of our human experience, that we will keep growing and going. Amen. <laughs>